to the No Budget Indie Filmcast, where we dip into the independent film universe to highlight those little films that you might not have heard about elsewhere. Will you agree with our panel? Or will our panel agree with each other? Tune in to find out. I am Milo Davison, and with me, as always, is Claire Milan. Hello. And Kyle Feeney. Hello. All right, Claire, what did we watch this week? So this week, we sat down to watch a film called 82. It is uh, directed by Callum McDiarmid. And it is written by uh, by Alexi Slater with additions by Callum McDiarmid and it's starring Nick Moran. Uh, so it's about a seemingly humble, unassuming postman named Nick is delivering mail as usual on his route. But as he walks and contemplates which pieces of mail to steal or throw out, his thoughts reveal a darker mind at work underneath the quiet exterior. As it turns out, out Nick isn't unlike the very neighbourhood that he delivers mail for. So uh, it's kind of, I suppose this is, I described this film as a dark comedy. And uh, it is like in the, the blurb uh, underneath the, the film. Um, it's about a postman and he's he's delivering mail to each of these houses and commenting on the mail. And he's, uh, he's kind of a dark character. Um, I don't want to give any spoilers away. But it's a really interesting film. And what I absolutely loved about this film was the the voiceover, the narration. I thought he was, uh, there was a terrific, um, he's a terrific actor. This I think his, his name is Nick Moran. He plays a guy called Mick, but his name is Nick Moran. And just the, his voice and the voiceover, it's, he's like a villain. He's um, a villain a, a postman. And I, I thought it created a lovely atmosphere. And even the, the up-close shots of him, walking and it's kind of in slight slow motion as well and just describing each of the houses and then there's a big that wouldn't be a twist but an ending i didn't expect which gave me a fright uh but i thought it was very clever very atmospheric with a brilliant actor and brilliant voiceover um and yeah it's it's certainly very dark as well um so what do you guys think of it yeah i agree claire I, mm. it is very clever, especially because, you know, we all have these voices in our heads that are kind of going and you imagine as a postal carrier, it probably does get a bit boring after a while of just delivering the mail and you're seeing the stuff and you probably do create little stories and stuff. And that's the way it starts off is you're kind of thinking, okay, I can see why he's doing this. But then he does the thing where he tears the one up and then he's kind of like talking smack about people and you're like, okay, well, he's kind of a dip postal carrier then. And so you see all these little bits that kind of build up to that ending. And like you said, it is an interesting ending, but it's not really, you know, it's not like a stupid twist ending where you're like, where'd that come from? It's an ending where you're like, okay, I can see where that came from, but I what I didn't see it coming, which is nice. Um, it, uh, though, so hopefully now people aren't thinking about the ending more so than the film when they watch it, because yeah, I went into it. I hadn't read the blurb or anything. I just watched it from scratch, but it does a really good job of having that voice in your head carry the story via the voiceover done in the film and yeah the performance in the main character is really it's quite so fantastic good. and you know what? actually mm -hmm. it's funny i was um walking out of my house in dublin the other day and the postman came along and he was given out because everyone left their bins out on mm. it, right in the middle of the footpath and he just looked at me he was like a character like this it was like it's an absolute disgrace all these bins you know really grumpy <laughs> so you do think when they're delivering to all these houses, what they do think of us and what they what is he delivering? <laughs> I thought it was very yeah. clever and the way he got inside his head as well, you know. Yeah. Well, this film is all about the ending. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, not really, no. Uh, I, yeah, this was, I really liked this film. And I, I, I thought it was, it was a very good, you know, clever idea for a film. But it was also really well directed and yeah. acted and edited, you know. Um, so it, it, it sort of, you know, ticked all the boxes in in that regard. Uh, so and like just just I mean, particularly the way it was edited, you know, edited. I guess you know, you just showed this kind of fleeting images of things. And I don't know. I, I watched it again just before we came on here, right? And I noticed something that I hadn't seen the first time. And you know, I don't know. Spoiler alert. But it was just a slightest little glimpse at a sign that said neighborhood watch, you know? Yeah, see, uh, I, I noticed that too the second watch through, but I wasn't going to yeah. say anything because I didn't want to spoil it. For <laughs> it's all right. Yeah, well, you know, well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to invoke the spirit of our postman here, you know, and screw the audience. Like, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, watch the film. Sorry, I don't mean that. I don't mean that. Watch the film and then, you know, listen to the review. Um, and then, like this, the kind of seeing the flashbacks and you know him imagining sort of the, you know things happening that didn't happen, and um, and I, I got the feeling that well, not everybody, but the people he saw, like the, the women, for instance, those women, they knew what was happening, you know, and that what was going to happen, say, and then the the the, the elderly woman who kind of comes up and gives him the envelope, she wanted she wanted to look into his eyes, you know, <laughs> yeah, smile at him, knowing knowing what was coming down the tracks. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it was kind of flawless. Uh, and the very, very ending. I love the last shot as well. Uh, if you remember that, um, he seemed to have a particular like uh interest in the trees. I know that they kept showing up the trees, you know. But even even in the opening shot, he was like a kind of a I don't know some sort of outlaw. You know, yeah. as, as it was like a western or something. It was like oh, it was no, like... Yeah, western. Yeah, he's coming yeah. into the village, the sleepy, quiet, you know, town, and he's going to shoot them up. But yeah, mm-hmm. it was good. And even the way he smokes a cigarette, like this picture behind me, and it's just, uh, but the whole, it's just, it was so clever. And it was only six. Oh, I think it was only six, over six minutes long. So I watched it twice as well, and seeing those little details the second time, it was just yeah. very clever, and it was just a perfect length. Like if it was any longer, it would have be it would drag down. It just it's really kind of a, a very satisfying watch. I describe it as. Yeah, that's really definitely goes to the mm. edit on this one of getting that length. Oh yeah, right, and the cuts and all that kind of stuff. But it's funny because at first you just think, okay, he's just some grumpy postal carrier, and you're like, okay, I can understand that. But then as it evolves, you're like, okay, he's worse than a grumpy postal carrier, and it's great. And then. And then you watch it the second time around and you see all these little clues and items mm. that kind of lead up to it, uh, which is which is really nice. So it's unfortunate for our audience that'll probably already be looking for these clues because <laughs> we've talked about them. Uh, but uh, but if you go into it without knowing anything about it and then watch that second time, it I, it makes that second viewing actually much better, I think, than the first viewing, in, in my opinion. I think it's shot in slow motion slightly, isn't it? It's... Uh... I think it's a slight, um, but it's very clever, like even the cinematography wise, the framing, mm-hmm. it's just very clever because it really suits the tone of the film and, and adds to it and the, the whole suspense as well. Yeah. One thing as well, I mean, this is only made in 2012, which doesn't seem that long ago, but it just it does seem kind of dated uh, already. Like, I mean, yeah, for instance, about, yeah, I know he talks about DVDs, like the DVDs, <laughs> exactly, you don't have DVDs yeah. anymore. <laughs> Exactly. 
<laughs> I hate it when mm -hmm. when I see dates like that, and I'm like, that wasn't that long ago, and then you yeah. and you're like, oh yeah, mm -hmm. that was. Yeah. And even I don't know, even like the cars there, they look kind of they look kind of old. It looks like something from the 70s. Yeah, it's scary know. to think that, isn't it? 2012. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, yeah, it is I mean his internal monologue, it sort of it reflects his external kind of view of the world as well, you know. I mean, some people you can have you can you can might curse under your breath, but you know, you're just uh you don't really mean it. But, yeah, uh, you know, he, he he was just a nasty piece of work all all around. Which goes to how good his performance is too, because if you think about it, his, visually he's expressing everything that you're mm -hmm. hearing, even mm -hmm. though yeah, you know, obviously he wasn't saying it and stuff, so he knows what's going to happen in the script or what point in time. So they did a really good job of syncing that voiceover with his performance, even though they would have been done at separate points in oh, in the film. I wonder. I wonder if they play the voiceover as if he re he's reacting mm -hmm. to his own voice because that would make more sense, wouldn't it? Maybe, yeah. well, maybe that's. What I, I I actually did wonder was that his own voice, and I, when I looked, I checked the credits afterwards, and there was no extra credit for a voice. It was it seemed to be him, yeah. yeah. And actually, that was quite one thing that was I found about annoying about Amaletto, where we saw it. That like I was, I was reading the credits the next minute boom these big banners came oh you can't them. read them yes you can't read the people's names sometimes yeah mm -hmm. you can't click off the banners for the other oh, yeah. films yeah. yeah at the end you have to go to IMDB if you want to see the credits yeah but it won, it won, a, it won a rake of awards as well like yeah well deserved yeah, yeah well, totally well deserved absolutely yeah. um, alright well I guess rate mm. it then mm. uh, call uh so as i said at the top this uh was a film that that excelled in every department um and the, yeah you could say it was a perfect length but i mean i was sort of already a little bit disappointed when i finished um but anyway i'll give it five stars okay yeah i'm with you uh I'm kind of a toss-up between four and five, but I really can't think of any reason to give it a four. I mean, it's such a well-made film across the board, so I'm going five as well. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I was going to go for, I was tossed between four and five, but again, there is no nothing to fault about this film. It it it's, it created what I said to create in the atmosphere and everything, and uh, loved the ending, perfect length, brilliant acting, and brilliant voiceover, so five stars for me as well. Yeah. There you have it, no budget film cast audience. We really enjoyed this film. It's called 82. Is that correct? Yeah, 82, yeah. 82. You can find it right now on the Amleto YouTube channel. So check it out and let us know what you think. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at No Budget Show. You can leave a comment below or um, you know, reach out to us on one of the social media channels. And with that we'll say see you next time.